Well, I want to welcome you again and thank you for being a part of Community Covenant Church for this time. My name is Chris Lindbergh. I am one of the pastors here, and I'm excited to be able to spend this time together in the Word of God, to be able to learn and grow with one another. I'm also excited for today being Mother's Day, a day where we set, that we set aside to really celebrate and honor those women in our lives, those motherly figures in our lives, whether they bear the title of mom or not. We acknowledge these motherly figures and their care, their constant thread of care and encouragement and love and support throughout our lives. We want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms that are joining us. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for your love and your sacrifice and for being that constant thread of care. I know that for myself, my mother has been just that, even up until last weekend, a text message that I got from her. Now, I debated whether or not to share this story because it's pretty embarrassing, but I just thought that it was such a perfect image of motherhood and care that I couldn't help not to. So, and I guess now that I mentioned it, I'm kind of forced to. So here we go. As, as many of you know, our worship gatherings are all pre-recorded, pre-produced segments that we're gathering throughout the week. And then we put them together, we assemble them together to create our final worship service. And we broadcast those services either Sunday morning or Sunday evening to you live. Now, me being the lead of our creative team, I'm involved in that process all along the way. And most times I'm contributing those segments for that assembled whole. So whether it's it's um, a worship set or a quick announcement, I'm usually recording those segments throughout the week. Now me also being an artistic person, I like to keep some consistency in the look and the feel of these gatherings or these elements that we're going to put together. And most of the time I'm able to do that, except for last weekend. Last weekend, there was a minor inconsistency in the segments that I was shooting. So minor that I decided I was just going to leave it in there as part of the gathering. I was certain for sure that nobody was going to pick up on it. Nobody was going to notice this minor, minor inconsistency. And sure enough, nobody did, not even my wife. Up until 10.37 a.m. on Sunday morning, I get a text message from my mom. I'm going to share it with you now. It's just three lines. She says, hey, Chris, I'm watching your service. Sounds great. Is your shirt inside out? I was just like, all right. I think I responded. I said, yep, leave it, yep, with a smiley face. Leave it up to you to notice. Sure enough, my mother had picked out that one inconsistency, that minor, minor inconsistency in the videos. I had recorded a worship set earlier in the week. And a couple days later, I needed to record a quick announcement segment. So me wanting that continuity of that look and flow, I ran upstairs. I found the shirt that I was wearing, ran back downstairs, shot the announcement all the while, not knowing that my shirt was inside out. Sure enough, my mom picked up on that. And then she responded to my last text in two lines. She said, one, she said, I will always love you and I will always be your mother. And I thought, wow, that is just a classic example of that constant thread in care. Now, whether it's a blessing or a curse that you have a 40-year-old son 
who can't dress himself? I don't know. But I'll tell you, from 800 miles away, my mom's down in North Carolina now. From 800 miles away, I felt one of the warmest hugs I've ever felt, just knowing that this woman still had her eye out on me like that, still had her care. She was still looking after me, even as a 40-year-old grown man who can't dress himself. So happy Mother's Day, Mom. I love you too. Thank you for all that you do. And really, happy Mother's Day to all the moms that are joining us this morning. We really want to honor you and lift you up in this time that we spend together. So this morning, in doing that, as part of that, this morning I've put together a sermon that I have titled, Woman of Valor. Woman of Valor. Now, I know that that is a intimidating title, and it's not meant to be discouraging at all. It Actually, Woman of Valor has historical and cultural and biblical significance. Woman of Valor is translated from the Hebrew phrase, Eshet Shail, Eshet Shail. And it's my hope that at the end of this study, we're all able to walk away with an understanding of this phrase and what it means, Eshet Shail. The Eshet Shail is actually an ancient Hebrew poem, and it's an acrostic, meaning that the first letter of each line of the poem is a letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And it's written this way so that it's easily memorized and then easily recited back. This thousand-year poem is, is actually recited even today. Traditionally, this poem is recited by a husband in the Jewish culture, by a husband to his wife, before the Friday night meal, which then enters them into their Sabbath. This poem goes on to praise, the man praises his wife for all of her admirable attributes, all that she provides for her family and for her home. Ishet Shail, woman of valor. It goes on to list off that this woman is not afraid to work with her hands. She's industrious. She works late into the night. She prepares meals for the people she cares for. She is strong. She uses tools and technology to create. She extends charity to the needy. She is prepared. She is wise and experienced in commerce. She teaches. She makes the most of her time. And then at the very end, after listing off all of these attributes, the poem then says that the woman is worthy of praise because of one thing, though. And that one thing is she is known for her faith in God. She fears the Lord and therefore worthy of her husband's praise. Now, if some of you haven't already caught on, the Ashet Shail is actually a popular portion of Scripture as well. It's, it's a very popular portion of Scripture to be taught on on Mother's Day, the Eshet Shail poem is Proverbs 31, verses 10 to 31, otherwise known as the Proverbs 31 woman. That is the Eshet Shail poem. Now, I'm not going to read all of that passage in its entirety, all of this list in its entirety. I would encourage you to do so, though. If you have the time, flip to Proverbs 31, 10 to 31. You can read through it on your own. I did want to focus on the last two verses of this passage, though. That's really what I want us to look into, and I'm hoping that in studying those verses, it gives us a fresh perspective 
on what this passage is, not just culturally, but within, within our faith as well, what it means to be a godly woman. So I'd like to take the time to read through Proverbs 31, verses 30 to 31. I'll probably read through a couple of times and then we'll spend some time in prayer. So if you would, stand with me now wherever you're at. Let's read through that portion, those last two verses. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise in the city gate. I'll read that again. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ultimately want to honor you in all that we do, and all that we think, and all that we say, Father, and all that we learn as well. We know that only you are truly worthy of all of our praise, and so we give that to you. God, it's only by your grace that we can open up your word and we can understand scripture, that we can be taught through your word. So God, we invite you to do that now in these moments. We invite your Holy Spirit to stir in us. Give us a fresh perspective on your word, God. God, we also pray for these women of faith in our lives that we are honoring today and in this passage, Father. Give us a fresh understanding of what it means to honor these women and what your words are speaking to us in Proverbs 31 here, Father. God, we acknowledge that this is only made possible through the power of your Holy Spirit, and through the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. So we thank you for those. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your son. So God, teach us now in these moments as we learn and grow together. And we pray these things in the mighty power of Jesus' name. Amen. So Eshet Shail, woman of valor. This is what I believe that these last two verses are saying. Well, first off, I think that most commonly this passage is looked at or that list of attributes that we turned to earlier is looked at by women and it's just thought to be an impossible role to fill. I mean, we just listed out everything there and it would be impossible to even expect a woman to be all of those things all of the time. I know that as I look at that list, like I would, that's a tall order. I would not want to have to fill those shoes. But what I believe, I believe that if we read, if we're reading this passage as that, the passage in its entirety, Proverbs 31, starting at verse 10, if we read that as a standard for godly womanhood, then we are reading it all wrong. Now, I'm not saying that those attributes of a woman are not admirable, but I am saying that I believe the intent of this passage is not to compare or to qualify godly womanhood. This poem is not meant to discourage, it's meant to encourage. It's not meant to feel as, as a burden, it's meant to uplift and uphold and really honor. So I believe that there are two things that these last two verses of this passage are teaching us. And the first is this, it's really the main idea, it's the one takeaway from today that I want us all to have and understand from this passage is that godly womanhood 
is identified in the how and not the what. Godly womanhood is identified in the how and not the what. Let's take a look again at verse 30. It says, Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. What these verses are saying is that being the woman described in Proverbs 31, maybe to gain favor for charm or maybe for looks, to present yourself a certain way, that those motives are deceitful, that they're a lie, that they're fleeting, they won't last. But if the posture of a woman's heart is marked by faithfulness to God, and she is praiseworthy. If the posture of a woman's heart is marked by faithfulness to God, then she is praiseworthy. I believe that there are some women this morning that need to hear that. Godly womanhood is identified in the how, in the heart, and not the what. So much of the what we cannot control. For those of you who are blessed to be mothers, you cannot control the outcome of of your child's choices or what they're going to do, what's going to happen to them even. We can't control the what. We rest in the truth and the peace that we know God is in control of the what and God understands things much more clearly. His ways are much higher than our ways. But godly womanhood is identified in the how. We can control the how in all of those circumstances. I want to recognize that there may be some mothers who have lost children. There may be some mothers who have children that have gone astray. And things haven't turned out exactly as you expected or anticipated or hoped things to to turn out. But your, your motherhood how you live and who you are is not identified by the outcome of these things. It's identified by the how. And in faithfulness and love for God and for others, fearing the Lord, that is praiseworthy. That's what these words are saying. Don't get caught up with the what, good or bad. Don't get caught up with the what. Focus on the how. That's what we can control is the how, how we love God and love others in our lives and through our lives. Also, this poem doesn't exclude women who have tried, maybe tried to have children and cannot, or maybe even single women, women who look forward to motherhood someday. So we need to understand that Not all situations are ideal as this poem lays out, but that's okay because godly womanhood is identified by the how and not the what. Faithfulness and love for God and for others. I want that to be an encouragement for you in this time. In fact, there's another woman in the Bible, a woman that should be very familiar to us, a woman that we studied about just this past fall, who has a similar sort of story. This past fall, we studied through the book of Ruth. And in doing so, we actually learned another Hebrew word, hesed, H-E-S-E-D, hesed, loving kindness, 
faithfulness. And now Pastor Greg defined hesed as the consistent, ever faithful, relentless, constantly pursuing, lavish, extravagant, unrestrained, energetic love for God. Ruth was not every part of this poem. Eshet Shail, woman of valor. Ruth was not every part of that poem. Ruth was childless. She was widowed. She was a destitute foreigner whose daily work involved gathering, threshing, and winnowing wheat. Childless, widow, destitute foreigner. But when she is introduced to her future husband, Boaz, her reputation precedes her. And he says in Ruth 3, verse 11, he says, all the people of my town know that you are a woman of noble character. He addresses her as a woman of noble character, childless, widowed, destitute foreigner, threshing wheat. Now, what do you think the Hebrew phrase that's translated to noble character is? Exactly. Eshet Shail, the same phrase, woman of valor, childless, widowed, destitute foreigner. Her godly womanhood was not defined by her circumstances, was not defined by the what, but by the how. Now her said, her loving kindness and faithfulness to Naomi really was her testimony and her faithfulness to God was her testimony. I love this example because it really breaks down the expectation that a Proverbs 31 woman is identified as a perfect homemaker with a perfect family. So much more honorable and praiseworthy than that. What this passage, what Proverbs 31, the poem, Ashet Shayil, and really what the story of Ruth is showing us is that a woman of valor is marked by her faithfulness to love God and to love others. Amen, right? A woman of valor is marked by her faithfulness to love God and to love others. We can't control the what. And like I said, I'm sure that not all situations are as ideal as what is listed in Proverbs 31. But what these verses, these last verses are telling us is that a woman is marked as godly by her faithfulness and her love for God and for others. Let that be, I hope that that's an encouragement to you. So godly womanhood is identified in the how, not the what. And I believe that the second thing that these verses are teaching us is that this poem is not a directive towards women. If you look at the text, there's only one directive. And that directive is not for the woman to uphold, but it's directed, it's a command for for the people around her. It's the last line of the poem, verse 31. It says, honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gates. Honor her for all that her hands 
have done. The purpose of this poem is to honor these women of faith, these women who identify with the how and not the what. This poem is for anyone who knows these women, to anyone who has a woman of faith as part of their life. Is this poem for women? Yes. Is it primarily for women? I would have to say no. Primarily, this poem is for us. This poem is a tool for us to remember and acknowledge and honor these women in our lives. That's what husbands have been doing for years. That's what Jewish husbands have been doing for years when they recite this poem to their wives. So this poem is for us. Real quick, what does this verse mean, at the city gates? I know that that can be somewhat confusing. The city gates of that time were actually a very busy place. It was at the city gates that important business transactions were made, court was convened, and public announcements were heralded. Solomon writes in the very first proverb, Proverbs 31 is the last proverb. Solomon writes in the very first proverb when talking about wisdom, He says, wisdom speaks at the city gates. So Proverbs 31 is a reminder and a tool for all of us to to honor, to herald, to praise, and to be thankful for the women of faith that have been a constant thread of care, support, encouragement, and love throughout our lives. Proverbs 31, Eshet Shail, is not a directive for women. It's not something that women should read and say, I need to be all of these things in order to be godly. No, the first point addressed that, that a woman is marked by the how and not the what, by her faithfulness to love God and love others. This is not a directive towards women. Proverbs 31, the Proverbs 31 woman, Eshet Shail, is a poem, and it's meant for us to address these women, to uphold these women, and to honor these women. So as we celebrate Mother's Day, I pray that we're able to consider these women of faith. And I know too that, that there may be some of us who are viewing who have lost one of these loved ones. And maybe today has a, a little bit of a sting to it. But I want to encourage you. Renee, Renee and I just lost a woman of faith in our life that was so important to each of us, especially to her, to her spiritual growth, to discipleship, just this past fall. But that doesn't mean that we still can't honor these women, women of valor. Ishet Shail. It would be rare for any woman to be able to uphold all of the qualities found in Proverbs 31. Nor is that really the expectation. I think that's missing the point. The point is to be thankful for the women who express some of these qualities, maybe at different times and throughout different seasons, but who express these qualities in faithfulness and love for God. One female author writes this. She says, Proverbs 31, 10 to 31 is not a prescription for us women to fulfill, but a testimony of how God is shaping us 
into his image. And I just think that's, that's really great. That, that has really opened my eyes to this portion of scripture and what it means to be a Proverbs 31 woman, a Shet Shail, woman of valor. We all know a Proverbs 31 woman, or we've all known a Proverbs 31 woman. And maybe you're thinking of that woman right now. I would encourage you to do that, to take a moment in your heart and just thank God and really lift up and honor this woman. Would you take the time today to call that woman, that woman of valor, to say thank you, to praise her for her faithfulness in loving God and in loving others. I know that in my case, she's someone who in the same text can be a source of encouragement in ministry and also remind me that my shirt's inside out. Eshet Shai, a woman of valor. We wanna thank you and we wanna honor you for all that you do and for your testimony of faithfulness in love towards God. Thank you. Happy Mother's Day. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for these women in our lives, these women of valor, who have been a constant thread of encouragement and love and teaching, constant example of your faithfulness, your loving kindness. How we want to honor these women that are here today and these women, maybe women that we have known, women that we've lost along the way, but ones that have been impactful to our lives. How we honor and praise them. Would you continue to bless them with abundance and with a love for you that is just contagious, Father. God, we thank you for revealing yourself to us in your word in these moments thankful for this day that we're able to spend in celebration, Father. God, I pray that we take these words that you revealed to us and that it carries on throughout the day. God, I pray that this is not just a Mother's Day message, but this becomes a life message for us and a reminder, much like this poem. Let us use it as a tool and a reminder to continue to lift up and encourage these women in our lives. God, we thank you for your Holy Spirit that reveals yourself to us, that reveals your word to us. God, it's only by the power of your spirit that we know these things and that we know you more. God, continue to tune our hearts towards your heart in all that we do. We pray these things through the mighty, mighty power of your son, Jesus. Amen.